Welcome to the audio guide to how high performers discover their ideal career and find meaningful, well-paid work without starting over. It's a series we're running every day this week to teach you the nine stages every single person goes through. At least if your goal is fulfilling work that also pays you well. If you're at this stage, you have identified your best guess of your ideal career in the form of an ideal career profile and also tested it out. And you've got some road signs pointing that you're heading in the right direction. This means, guess what? You're climbing, finally. And what do you know? You're good at it. At this stage in the process, we help you use your signature strengths to move you up the mountain towards your new career. Get ready for personal achievements, aha moments, and key realizations. We'll show you how. This is the Happen to Your Career podcast with Scott Anthony Barlow. We help you stop doing work that doesn't fit you, figure out what does, and make it happen. We help you define the work that's unapologetically you, and then go get it. If you're ready to make a change, keep listening. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. Stage five, start to climb. How to pursue your ideal career and life. It was Albert Einstein who said, imagination is more important than knowledge. Just as everyone's ideal career might be different, everyone's strengths are different too. Your plan for achieving your ideal career needs to maximize your strengths, particularly your combination of strengths, and minimize what we call anti-strengths. If you enjoy chatting on the phone and can quickly build a rapport with new people that way, then your career change plan might emphasize connecting with people on the phone. If you're more comfortable meeting in person and you showcase your best self by interacting with in person, then guess what? Your plan should probably include seeking as many in-person meetings as possible. COVID permitting, of course. Conversely, if you're uncomfortable in large groups, you probably shouldn't focus your career search on group networking events. Leveraging your strengths builds confidence and momentum in your career change that will help you move through the inevitable setbacks and challenges you will encounter. If you reach out to five people and four don't respond, but the fifth has a great 30-minute phone chat with you, then you have a win. Points on the board. Woohoo! Feather in your cap to build your confidence and keep you moving up the mountain. That being said, there's a difference between not wanting to do something because you're not good at it and what you don't want to do because you're nervous. Don't use this isn't one of my strengths as an excuse to avoid the sometimes uncomfortable work that is career change. Use your strengths to make job search easier. I want to give you a couple real world examples. Here's two drastically different examples of how real people gave consideration to their strengths while crafting a job search plan. This first one is Nadia. She's a former client. She wanted to transition out of her teaching career. As a teacher, she was accustomed to meeting new students, getting to know them, and connecting with them. She had a talent for it. She enjoyed it. Her strengths? Well, connecting with other people deeply one-on-one, showing genuine interest and curiosity through deep, targeted questions. Oh, she was good at this. She still is good at this. And you can actually listen to her episode as well, and you'll hear how how her curiosity runs deep. 
Yet when she approached her career change, she was apprehensive about things like application processes, resumes, CVs, and even communicating with people via social media. Also, she didn't have anywhere near as much direct experience as the other people that she would compete with if she relied on sending in traditional applications. This meant that we wanted to leverage her strengths by getting her into as many of those one-on-one conversations as possible where people could see how amazing she was and decide they wanted to work with her. So let's review. Her strengths were easily having deep relationship building conversations with other people when she was in a one-on-one format asking deep, profound questions that allowed her to take a genuine interest in others and other people to quickly allow them to like her as a person. Okay. So this meant her strategy had to be get her to as many of those one-on-one conversations as possible with people that can help her or with the authority to hire her so that she can showcase her connecting and curiosity strengths. Fast forward to the end result. She had conversations that led to interviews and to her exact ideal role. It actually didn't take that many conversations for her. Sometimes that's different. Sometimes it requires a lot of conversations. In Nadia's case, the only thing standing in her way was paying attention to what already worked for her and leveraging that in the process. Okay, here's a totally different story. This one is actually my story. When I was interested in finding a job that allowed me to work remotely, this was way back before there were lots of companies that did remote work and competition for the few were really, really high. I was struggling to get attention. By leveraging my strengths of putting myself in other people's shoes to understand their exact motivations and my strength of generating unique ideas and then quickly implementing them, I was able to get traction. I ended up taking a skill I'd recently learned, in this case, designing websites and creating a couple of mini websites complete with videos personalized to the CEO. It worked. It got me multiple interviews while bypassing the traditional application processes. Okay, let's review. My strengths, understanding what people need and want, what creates motivation for others, what's relevant for others, being able to see that, put myself in other people's shoes. Also, ideation and creation, coming up with new ideas and creating something out of nothing. The strategy that made sense was taking a skill I'd recently learned and developing small websites to get the attention of the CEO for specific job postings. This allowed me to stand out and showcase the ability to create and tailor to exactly what they needed and put it right in front of them in a way that they would pay attention. In result, guess what? I got skipped to the interview stage without having to fill out applications with several CEOs of medium-sized companies that I really wanted to work for. Yay. Career change, it turns out, is already hard enough. You can make it much easier and much more possible for you by considering how to apply your strengths throughout the process. We do this at Happen to Your Career with every person we help because it allows them to have a competitive advantage in an otherwise hard process. Now, as a bonus, it helps people literally get hired for their strengths because they're using them from the beginning. Pay attention here. This is something that is very subtle and people have a tendency to miss. What this means of instead of trying to go through a traditional application and interview the entire time where you're trying to be someone that you're not, you can instead leverage your strengths and learn to leverage your strengths throughout each step of the process so that when you get offers, they're actually offering you a role. This means that if you don't do this, you're likely going to get another job offer where they think that you're somebody else. And then you're forced to be that someone else, or you're forced to be unhappy. 
no bueno, right? Career change is an adventure into the unknown. The unknown is going to trigger fear in your mind. Fear will trigger resistance. Things like, I don't feel right about this. This isn't going to work. I'm not doing it. If you think it's a bad idea to ask a stranger for a 15 minute phone call to chat about her experience at a company you like, then acknowledge that feeling, but also interrogate it. Not everyone is best suited for every form of interaction with other people. Be honest with yourself. Are you genuinely not good at talking on the phone or are you letting resistance paralyze you? Let's talk about riding the happiness roller coaster. Alyssa Penny worked in HR for a manufacturing company and then later on in the public sector on behalf of municipalities. For a few years, she really enjoyed it, but her husband got a new job. They moved. Alyssa got a new job with a new municipality and the new job didn't go so well. Alyssa became unhappy, then stressed, then extremely stressed. Then she began to experience periods of temporary blindness. I know, not what she saw coming either. Her eyes would literally stop working the way that they were supposed to. At that point, Alyssa realized that her situation had graduated from, I'm not happy at work, to my life may be in danger. She needed to make a change immediately. She discussed career change with her husband, who was supportive. She ended up quitting her job. As Alyssa explained when she came on the Happen to Your Career podcast, she wanted to continue working, but was unsure how to move forward with her new career. She thought, I still want to work, enjoy working. I like the work that I do. So how can I make this happen in a way that I get to do what I like to do, what I do best, and really help the people that I have a huge passion for helping? Municipalities, underserved employees, nonprofits, that kind of thing. It was actually Alyssa's boss who suggested at their exit interview that Alyssa consider consulting, but Alyssa ignored the suggestion. A few months later, after working with HTYC and really delving into identifying her signature strengths and assessing her priorities for fulfilling work, Alyssa realized the thing she wanted most out of a new career was control, control over her environment, her duties, her schedule. At that point, she already suspected and was making moves to make consulting her new gig and what she wanted to do, but she still wanted HR to be involved, but only on her own terms. So <laughs> suddenly, you know, this started to look like a really amazing way to mesh it all together, even more so than what she thought coming in. But the question became, what if it took way longer than what you expect? Alyssa, who had never worked on her own before, never formed a company, never run a business, decided to become an independent consultant. At first, she reached out to 200 contacts offering her services. She re received responses from, guess how many? Two of them and got no clients. Not at all what she was hoping for. Panic started setting in. How stupid, how embarrassing, what a waste of time and money. Did she really think she could start her own business? But she stuck with it even when she didn't get any clients in the next two weeks or the two weeks after that, or the two weeks after that until all at once she landed three clients, not one, but three clients. Now the lesson here for Alyssa was patience and continuing to progress in small ways and continuing to iterate in small ways. Taking her business from nothing to something was harder and took longer than she expected, but it still happened. She learned to just keep showing up, keep doing the work, and the business would grow. From the podcast, she said this. I know that this time next year, things are going to look very different. 
And as long as I stay consistent and I maintain my patience, it will be okay. (laughs) If you're trying to make a career change plan that leverages your strengths, do these things right now. First of all, listen to Alyssa's story. You can do that by going to careerchangeguide.co and clicking on stage five and scrolling to the bottom. That'll get you to Alyssa's story. And you can hear in her own words, the ups and downs, what they feel like in the real world. Also use the example in the career change guide, the web version to build a plan for your career change that leverages your strengths. Take a hint from what you learned about yourself in stage four, give consideration to the tactics that you're going to use as you build a plan for your career change. Remember, that's why we took the time and effort to learn what your ideal career is and then validate that you're heading the right direction. Because now when you know what direction you're heading, that gives you some clues as to what is going to be the best way to get there. If you're making a transition from HR into operations, uh, that's going to look completely different than if you are trying to move into a COO level from you know, being in a VP type role in the same, it's going to look completely different. So give consideration to your specific strengths and where you're trying to go. Speaking of tactics, most people go immediately to a resume. Resume may or may not help you, and it may not be an appropriate tactic for you, much like using the ATS versus going with more unconventional methods are going to be decisions that you're going to need to make in this stage of the process. If you want, you can go to careerchangeguide.co and scroll to the gray box and you can click on the HTYC mini guide to determine if you actually need a resume. Spoiler alert, you might not. It will give you tips and then you'll actually fill out a couple of questions and then it'll tell you whether or not you might benefit from a resume. Pretty cool, right? Okay, if you're not sure how to build a plan that leverages your strengths, or you want to be able to make sure that you have an extremely effective interview, or that you just want to make sure that you are approaching this in the best way possible for your situation, schedule a conversation with our team by going to scheduleaconversation.com. And we'll figure out the very best way that we can support what your career goals are and how we can help. It's what we do. It's what we love to do. In the next episode Every single person hits a point where they feel like they can't do it, where they've experienced setbacks or they need to adjust their plan. It always happens. Every person we've ever helped behind the scenes experiences this. You don't always get to hear that on the podcast, but that's a real part of the journey. We'll cover what to do when you get to that stage, specifically how you can anticipate it and how you can move through it and even plan for it along the way. Next time, stage six, mid-climb, overcoming setbacks and adjusting your plan. And by the way, many of the people that you've heard in this series have gone through our Crew Change Bootcamp program. Crew Change Bootcamp is our flagship program that combines one-on-one and personal coaching support with a research and experience-driven framework. And like I said, many of the stories you've heard are are people that worked with us there. It it actually opens November 9th, but you can get a head start on that particular program and getting in line for it because we only have eight spots total with the smallest amount of spots we've ever had in November before. However, 
more importantly than that, you can get a head start on your 2021 by emailing me directly, scott at happentoyourcareer.com and putting CCB conversation in the subject line. And then I'll make sure that you get in touch with my team and we'll figure out if that program is right for you. And if it is, we'll figure out the very best way that we can help. Just email scott at happentoyourcareer, put CCB conversation in the subject line. Mm-hmm.